This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode contains explicit language that is not very good for tiny ears. So if you're with your kids, put your headphones on. Take it away, Mom and Dad. <laughs> it's time for the show. Let's go. Hello and welcome <laughs> to Anatomy of Sex. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Yo, guys. What's up? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Here we go. I don't yes, know. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> this is a free episode. If you want more of this, go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. If you're new here, we talk about sex, intimacy, and rock and roll, and everything in between, and we get real. We give real help for real couples. And today, we got some fun. This is from Facebook stuff, right? Yes. Thank you for joining us. This is real life for real couples. This is what we do. But today, we are talking about top reasons that women feel uncomfortable with intimacy. Say it again, Melanie. Top reasons that women feel uncomfortable with intimacy, and I wanted to do this episode because I think there's a lot of conversation that is not being had around the reasons that women feel uncomfortable. And if we could start these conversations more openly and get like input from multiple people, Mm -hmm. I think it would help couples have better intimacy down the line. Like I think, I think there's a lot of stuff that men aren't understanding. And I also want to do one down the road too. That's uh, top reasons that men feel uncomfortable with intimacy. Mm -hmm. I think that's a valid and important thing to talk about as well. But uh, as Seth was mentioning, (laughs) I did post this to our women's Facebook group, anatomy of us women's group. Uh, and I basically just said, Hey, we're doing an intim- er, an episode about what makes you uncomfortable around sex mm-hmm. and intimacy and got a bunch of answers. So I want to talk through a bunch of those. Were you going to say something? Yeah. First, let's start with the question that you even posed to these uh, ladies. It says women, we are doing an episode about all, all about why women feel uncomfortable around sex and intimacy and says, instead of me talking about it for other people, I wanted to hear directly from y'all. What makes you uncomfortable when it comes to sex and intimacy. Don't say names. Just no, say names. no names. No names, of course. So just answer it for for what make what made or sometimes even makes you uncomfortable with sex and intimacy. I think currently, this is going to sound really out of place, but I think maybe a lot of women would agree with this, is that it's not like, uh, so we've been married for 17 years. Um, I don't think we have a problem in the sex and intimacy area, but I will say the intimacy side of things, meaning like the feeling connected side, mm-hmm. I feel like what makes me uncomfortable is that I still feel like I'm doing the lion's share of like the housework and mm. thinking about things that are not even remotely on your radar. Mm-hmm. And as weird as that sounds, I have to get over that. Like I'm not comfortable in that area, which makes it that much more challenging for me to want to be intimate with you. So you're not comfortable with like just stuff that has to get done. So you're thinking about that rather than sex. I'm not comfortable with the fact that you haven't, you're not doing those things. I know that sounds like a really odd question because in Hmm. all other areas of sex and intimacy, I feel very comfortable. Right. Well, that's weird. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks so much. You're messed up, man. (laughs) Your feelings? Weird. Uh, So again, I don't know how to... Because I I, I do do a lot of stuff around the house. So is it a new conversation we need to have around, hey, do some more stuff around the house? No, I actually... uh, This is a perfect example of it. So yesterday, you took the kids 
what did you take them to the river? Yeah. And everyone was like, mom, you should come. And all I could think was like, y'all, all, you see the shit that needs to get done in this house. Why don't you say, hey, we'll all help mom clean, which why are we helping mom clean? Why aren't we helping ourselves clean yeah. for the next 20 minutes? Then we can all go to the river. Then but I was go. like, I don't even have fucking time to think Whoa, about that. I don't. It. it makes me so mad. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to sit and school you as to why I should also be treated like a human. Like, right. I don't even care anymore with like, it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And so just let dad go, just go take the kids to the river. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not have to teach everyone mm-hmm. that mom has to do like the laundry doesn't magically get done by a laundry fairy. Yes. It's me. Right. And when you go snowboarding and leave all your stuff, mm-hmm. it doesn't magically get put away. It's me. And so that like, if there's one thing that I think is a, uh, like a block or a whatever with intimacy, a yeah, a break mm-hmm. or I don't, yeah, a hurdle to get over. It would be that. And okay. I think a lot of women, I think a lot of women would resonate with what I just said, but maybe not know how to put words to it. Because it is an intimacy say, blocker. Here, listen to this, husband. Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, but it's an intimacy blocker. Right. Like literally an intimacy blocker when you don't think about the fact that like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be doing stuff constantly mm-hmm. and then want you, you oh, want to fool around? But right. It's like, no. But what I will say, that's something that I'm working on in a bunch of different ways. And then also I'm like, I know that that's its own journey, but I'm not going to stop intimacy because of that. Right. Make sense? Mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying, and a lot of dudes can hear that or hear them wives say the same thing and say, listen, I'm out of the house for 10 or 11 hours, dead tired, and I want to be a good husband. And sometimes it's just I overlook it. Or It's a a complicated thing, but as long as we're having a good, decent, respectful conversation around it, like, yes, I hear what you're saying and also understand that I'm – beat ass tired when I get home too, but I still want to help. How could you be? That's what I don't understand. If you work in an office and you're a man and Uh, you work out of the house and you sit in an office all day, mm -hmm. you have not navigated the like psychosocial spiritual world, biopsychosocial spiritual world of three children. You have not navigated Mm -hmm. laundry and cleaning floors and killing ants. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I mean, I I changed my own headlight because you won't do it. Mm-hmm. I fixed the so fence. Listen, like that's what I'm talking so about. So a lot of guys would be like, "I wish I could stay home and stuff." You know what I'm saying? So it's all relative. But sometimes what a lot of people do is because, like, oh, my toil isn't your toil, isn't my toil, or whatever, is maybe because it's not tied to money or something like that. But it is all relative. Like you staying home with kids or moms or whoever staying home with kids actually can pale in comparison to like a cop who discovered a dead body and has been on a 12-hour ship. You know what I'm saying? I know, but you so aren't it's, a it's, cop. It's, I, well, I know, but it's just, I'm saying it is it is relative. And going back to as long as we're having a a healthy, productive conversation around it, like, well, you don't do what I do, so I, I'm withholding this from you. I'm like, well, that's not helpful in any way. Or like, mm-hmm. I work and well, make the money, yeah. so I'm not doing anything Again, around the house. Again, I think in this situation, like it, in the context of reasons why women feel uncomfortable with intimacy for mm-hmm. me anyway. And for, I know for tons of women that that is a huge factor in it. Like right. you, we see our husbands come home from work or whatever. Again, this is general, general speaking, broad brush strokes, whatever. And we are like, there is no way on God's green earth. You're more tired than I am. Mm-hmm. You have not worked harder than I have. Mm-hmm. And that's not 
you know, some women, if you're just eating bonbons and watching Real Housewives, then you can't say these things. You said housewives. Housewives. I'm Buzz. Buzz can say his name. Fly guy. <laughs> and the, and if you're a mom or dad that knows name. that book, then you get Buzz. all the points. Hells. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so let's, let's kind of get, get back to the topic here. This is a Patreon uh, Anatomy of Sex free episode. And these are things we talk about. So why don't you open up their computer and talk about the top reasons that women feel uncomfortable with intimacy. We didn't make these up. These are real listeners, real people in mm-hmm. our community. So uh, I thought it would be funny to make up names. So, But I'm not going to do that because I'll get really distracted. Just use a gr- Greg L- says. LaFonda says. So many. Re- I wanted all the names to be from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Kip says, uh, so many reasons for generations. Women have been told if we talk about sex, we're being crude, inappropriate or attention seeking. It is a taboo thing that you just don't bring up. In addition, you throw purity culture into it and it's a whole other aspect. Then all of a sudden that stigma carries through into relationships as well. It's uncomfortable to talk to our husbands about sex and intimacy because it's not been an open conversation in the past. It's easily to be, it's easy to become afraid of your, of your performance in bed and not want to talk about what happens under the sheets in fear of rejection and hurt feelings, etc. Sex and intimacy is such a complicated web and a lot of the time it's easier to ignore it than to get into and over the uncomfortableness of it. Mm. Um, I think that's a really... I, I, I want to talk about... Or did you mm. have something you want to say? Well, just that last line. Yes, I know it is absolutely complicated and there's so many factors, past history, religion... Uh, anything, partners, body image, all kinds of stuff. It's very complicated. And you say a lot of the times it's easier to ignore it than to get into it and over the uncomfortableness of it. But again, what I've been saying for, I don't know, I've been on a, a real kick of, of conflict avoided is conflict multiplied. And have you ever heard of bed death? No. Not deathbed, but bed death. No, I, I could get the concept of it though. That's cool. Yeah, Tom Bilyeu talks about it, oh. him and his wife, uh, Lisa. Lisa Bilyeu, and they are kick-ass. They're awesome. Go check that out. Uh, Impact Theory, Tom Bilyeu and Lisa Bilyeu. But he talks about bed death, and this is just anecdotally my remembrance of it. It's like uh, people aren't having sex anymore. They're married, they're roommates, and they fall into the trap of it is just easier Mm -hmm. than, hey, I love you. I can lean over and give you a kiss, Mm -hmm. but then sloop on to my... Sloop. (laughs) (laughs) Sloop. I gave you the kiss. Right. On to my side of the bed. Weeks, months, years. You would do that. That's what it would be for you. You don't do anything. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't do anything. Keep talking. (laughs) Anyway, bed death. Like... It, so, um, I mean, it, I, could, I could translate that idea, phrase, to so many things like, oh, alarm went off, hit snooze, didn't go to the gym. You can call it gym death or right. be- belly death or something. It's like, oh, I have a huge stomach now, but beer belly or whatever. Right. Uh, it's just easier. I'm just going to ignore it. It's like, oh, I mm-hmm. can go on. I'm making money and like, you know, being an okay dad, it's okay. It's just like getting by, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about this concept of leaving stuff on the table. It's like we oftentimes leave so much on the table by way of money, career, um, experiences, adventure, We leave more on the sex. table than we take off and do something with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the amount of possibilities that we have, again, in any realm, whether that's parenting, your own business, sex and intimacy with your partner, like just marital fun. Like mm-hmm. we leave more undone than we actually do. You know what I just got an image of? So I talk about Ed Milet. He's one of my favorite guys. Go listen to his podcast as well. And he talks about like hell, proverbial hell would be 
he dies and he does the whole story. He dies, he gets up to heaven, you know, pearly gate dude. What is it? St. Peter. St. Peter, Petersburg. St. <laughs> Petersburg. He lands in St. Petersburg or he talks to God and says, oh, Ed, so glad you made it up here. Um, you know what? Uh, he just gives like two scenarios. Like, you know what? Everything that I had in store for you, you did. You, you, got, you had an awesome marriage. You helped millions of people. You had a great relationship with your wife. Your kids loved you. You did all this stuff. There's nothing left on the table here. You did it, man. Good job. You high know, five from high God. High five from God. Your hand would go flying off. It would just dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but his version of hell would be, hey, man. Oh, wow. So you good s- to see same you. Same thing. You get up to heaven. Yeah, you made it to heaven, but I had, and I'm thinking of it as a table. It's like, okay, on our table, our podcast table here, just imagine Bahamas, tons of money, awesome experiences with your wife, mm-hmm. unbelievable relationships with your kids, changed millions of lives, done this, helped your grandma, flew your parents out for a trip, did this, changed careers five times, you loved every single second of it. You could run, you could jump, everything, and that is all on the table, and you only took this, mm-hmm. what your current life yeah. is, and like God saying, here's your table. Like he was saying- It had everything on here, and you would look at it and go, I could have done that. I could have quit my job and like had all the money or had the- best relationship ever with my wife or done this that was on the table like that I, was an you option you had it in store but i never took it oh mm-hmm. he says it's he his worst nightmare is meeting the man that he could become oh, and man. having never achieved that that's powerful yeah and i think that that's really like sort of relevant for what you're saying like it's just easier to not talk about these to sloop over in the bed yeah, as sloop. you said um but i do want to talk about uh, it says for women, for generations, women have been told that if we talk about sex, we're being crude slash inappropriate slash attention seeking. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot to that. Um, women are also, again, broad brush strokes here. I'm talking from my experience of my life as a woman and not someone else's. So don't get offended at what my experience is. We can't. You only have one life. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, with this idea of being crude or inappropriate and attention seeking, it's really weird because like uh, being a woman and uh, this is something I'm seeing with Hattie who is turning 10 next month. She's watching now and seeing the discrepancy or disparity disparity between what her brothers can do and what she is allowed to do. She can't quite figure it out. She's Mm -hmm. just little enough that she is confused by it. Like why can they walk around without shirts on and I can't like she doesn't look like a woman. So obviously it doesn't matter to her right now, but in her brain, she's like, Oh, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And so I have to share with her why you can't say you, Hattie can't say balls, but your brothers can. Why? Like, why is that? Okay. Like it's, why couldn't she say it at home? No, she can say it at home, but she, we definitely need her to know that she can't say it at school. Oh yeah. You see what I mean? Well, yeah. If the boy said it too, it'd be weird, but I guess yeah. It would be as weird. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't it wouldn't be as weird at all. And if okay, let me put you back in seventh grade. Greer Middle. Tigers or whatever you were. I went to Blue Ridge High School, not Greer. Thank you. I very said much. middle school, not high school. What what middle school? Blue Ridge Middle School. Blue Ridge Middle School. And imagine if there was a girl, Tammy, and Tammy <laughs> Tammy talked about balls once. Mm-hmm. What would you and all your guy friends say about Tammy? What? What would you say? Beyond the word what? I don't know. Or is that as far as it would go? <laughs> Probably be like, what? So that makes me think of, I think we shared the story on the show. One of our kids was playing like 
take a bow, you know, <laughs> when middle school boys hit each other in the nuts and they got in trouble for it. Did I read that email? No, I read it to our friends, I, right? I shared, I, it's in the queue to be on Right. Our... So what if Hattie was, you know, or, or girls rather, would, you know, hitting each other in the vagina. Right. They would never do that. They would be so, <laughs> and then everyone would say, oh, they're perverted. That's so gross. Yeah. What are they doing? Where right. did they learn that? Like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so socially and culturally to have anything that is to do with the body, it's either you're allowed to talk about it like medically, like you're, oh, you are on your period. That's a medical thing. Like you're, you know, there's that, but you're not allowed to like talk about your boobs in a way that's joking. That's Mm -hmm. not even an option. And if you did, thinking it was silly, you're perverted. Everyone around you is sexualizing you all of the time. So there's this weird line, what happens to adults who, you know, you grow up with this type of mm-hmm. adolescent or whatever childhood. You grow up knowing I actually can't talk about my body. And right. if I do, which this is something that has bothered me even in our marriage. Like if I talk about my body, you immediately turn it into something sexual hmm. every time, whether it's like, Oh, you know, just that little sound mm-hmm. tells me I'm not safe ah. as, as, as that sounds like a really harsh word to say safe. But it says well, it's, like, it's in oh, a different arena now. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, it's like me saying, oh, I, I cut my leg and then you run your hand up my leg. And I'm like, mm-hmm. F off. I cut right. my leg. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that. Right. And that is sort of like something that I think is always on in the, the radar of women all the time. And so to not be Does allowed. Does it feel like you're a, a gazelle on the sunny savanna? The sunny savanna of death? The sunny savanna of Africa. Like you're always. Well, geez, I, I hope you don't feel that way in our own marriage, but I can imagine that some women do, especially like uh, teenager or, or, you know, middle school girls or high school girls. It's like, oh, well, wait a minute. It's just like everybody's trying to do stuff. Yes, that mm-hmm. is what it feels like. And we'll, right. we'll continue to talk more, but I do think it's interesting. Like it's, she's saying, if we talk about our bodies or sex, we're being crude or inappropriate or attention seeking. Mm -hmm. So we are being the bad person here. Right. If we talk about something completely normal. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market um this next lady says i would say when i was younger i felt i didn't deserve to be pleasured and sex and orgasm was just for men i don't feel this way anymore but i think there is still women who believe that lie that Mm -hmm. sex and orgasm is just for men and then it says which can make asking for what you want feel not allowed and very uncomfortable and also make sex a chore instead of a desirable coupling adventure which i love that like language coupling adventure adventure. um but yeah i think this is another thing where you know, you talk about that sort of root of shame, that root of like, you're a whore. You said that thing, you're a slutty. Like mm-hmm. you wanted to kiss that boy or do something with like, that's gross. Like mm-hmm. for some reason, if a woman desires anything sexually, she becomes a whore-ish, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and so then you add in a layer of getting married and wanting to have sex and then wanting to have sex be better and say, well, I actually want these things. Mm-hmm. So then there's this like, wall it's it's um it's similar to the block that happens when someone has like 
been raised in a home where there's like fighting all the time, but they want to be really loving and, and kind with their spouse and they right. don't know how. Mm-hmm. And so they're literally like muted. They're like, I can't even say. You don't know what to do. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Like I want to hug you and sit with you and just be happy. But my brain is like shutting off because I don't have the words for it. I've been told yeah. that that's wrong. If I did that in my family of origin, I would have gotten made fun of. And it's very similar where you're like mm-hmm. your whole life, especially if you grew up in church, cross your legs, sit like a lady. Don't, don't ever do this. Don't ever say that. And mm-hmm. then you're supposed to ask for your husband to like do something to you or whatever. Like that's yeah. not going to happen. So it takes an amount of comfortableness, I believe with your own body. And this is for guys too, with your own body. And then being able to put yourself out there and say what you want. Right. Sexually. Will you right? read this one? Uh, I would also say, I would also say past trauma I had had as a Christian uh, from a marriage Christian Christian counselor in premarital counseling uh, that I the counselor can said, I read it you just butchered it I would also uh, I would also say past trauma I had as a Christian mar- marriage counselor in premarital counseling say that I need to do as my husband wishes to fulfill him no matter what is asked as long as no other humans are involved which was very toxic as my ex husband was an abusive man but I was told I had to well yeah that will. I mean, then you have just another, I assume that marriage counselor was a guy, which most of them are mm-hmm. in, in Which ca- is something in that I counseling. do think is important to say, and I think this is important in the church in general, and this is just a critique that I see. I like church. I like religions. I don't have a, I don't care about them or have a preference, um, but a lot of them, if they're driven by one gender, are going to have an agenda, an agenda. <laughs> Like an an agenda. An so if you have men all gathering together mm-hmm. saying, hey, look, we can actually tell these women what to do. Why don't we tell them they have to do whatever the man wants? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, think of it. That's not a word from God. That is a word from, like, Tim over in, dude. you know, building four who's... My name's Tim. <laughs> uh, and I think it's in, important to notice that. And then especially, too, there people who are gendered have biases. Like if you have a a male counselor who is a marriage counselor at a church who feels privileged anyway, saying to you, well, just do what your husband wants. It's not that hard. You know, I mean, think about that. Mm -hmm. That is so um, very, very potentially injurious and bad. So I I guess I'm only sharing that and saying that. Potentially it is. It is. Yes. I'm saying that to like, Put that awareness into your mind. That does not mean that every man is going to say that. Every counselor that's a man is bad. But put that mm-hmm. awareness into your mind. That yep. People make stupid choices like that. Okay. On to the next one. Man, these are long too, but they're good. I'll be open and honest here. It has always frustrated me that men biologically are easier in the mechanics of sex. It can be mindless with the same motion and it'll work. That's kind of funny. Um, however, we as women take so much time. Everyone has a different spot or spots. And I could go on for a while about the fact that I'm just learning where the heck those spots are. Like, why are we so hard and elusive? It's very vulnerable and sometimes even embarrassing when you have no idea what you like, so you're just fishing around. That's funny, too. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, are, we, are we nine uh, years old? <laughs> yeah, basically. That doesn't feel very sexy and can ruin the experience. It would be nice sometimes if we were mecha- mecha- mechanically as easy as men. It might take the stress off my mind of wanting to find the spot, but having no idea where it is. Directing your husband to do this or that takes boldness and can be very outside my comfort zone. So I have some ideas on this, but I don't want to be like, hey, just find the spot. It's sexy. You know, 
I want to say this comment first. Last night mm -hmm. we went and saw The Lost City. Yeah. And this makes me think of like, we're them, the characters that are like constantly making these hilarious like innuendos, oh, yeah. but not quite. That made me laugh. Um, You're Sandra Bullock and I'm Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was weird. I thought you said his name backwards. I thought his name was Tanning Chatham when you said that. Nope. That was so weird. So anyway, um, I think that this is a very important, there's a lot to unpack mm -hmm. here, but one of the things that she says is by like the mechanics of it, just like wieners are easier to please. They're externally yeah. external, right? Uh, and if you don't know this, uh, the clitoris is massive <laughs> like in the it goes down the sides of the labia it's not just a little teeny dot at the top mm -hmm. um it's actually like if you cut a penis in half and and like made a it's like a wishbone it is like a wishbone exactly and the, a chicken the <laughs> the top the little nub is the the devil's doorknob the devil's door doorbell <laughs> <laughs> doorknob well you said they're bigs <laughs> but one of the things i want to say is uh, uh where do i even start mm -hmm. it says okay well one of the things it says why are we so hard and elusive like that makes me mad we're not the standard of sexual pleasure is not men it's it's whatever it wants to be it's not oh, I don't have sex like a man. I can't orgasm as quickly as a right. man. Therefore, I am not as good. So please get that out of your head first. Let me tell one thing. So what is it like you guys have three times more nerve endings than we do? Mm -hmm. And the clitoris has way more. It's like the only organ in the, any animal that is made just for pleasure. It's like right. doesn't do anything and else. And you can have multiple orgasms, not just one and done like dudes, right? Multiple orgasmi. And then you can have a clitoral orgasm or a vaginal orgasm. Correct? Am I right in you this? You can also have a corgasm. Corgasm? Mm -hmm. Never heard of that. <laughs> you wouldn't. A corgasm? Mm -hmm. What is it? It's like it's brought on by working your core muscles. People get it from exercising. Kegels? No. Okay, so now I know that women can have three types of orgasms, multiple. Ooh, one of all three? That'd be probably pretty awesome. <laughs> Nine. Uh, right. But what's um, your point? <laughs> so the, the point is just because. Like I can, or a man can just go and have an orgasm basically in two minutes kind of thing with anything, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't mean that it is as high quality. Yeah. I think right? of it like, 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 think about it. Like, like microwave food versus like, think of some yeah. uh, desserts at Bakery Nouveau or like a French Ooh. restaurant take like days to make. Right. Days. You heard me. Days. Wine. Years. Right. So does it mean that the fast thing is the best thing? No. No, absolutely. I'm not interested not. in microwave nuggets when I can have filet mignon. Yeah. You know? So get with it. What else are you gonna say about that? Sorry. Well, no, just just that idea. Like I would encourage you to like I wish I could have multiple orgasms. That'd be cool, you know, in different kinds and stuff like that. Um, but I think part of this is, oh, it's easier for a man. I kind of resent that. Um, but it's it's like oh you know what maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna reframe this because we were talking about leaving stuff on the table you have all kinds of orgasms that you can have in spots that you don't even know you have yet mm -hmm. and you're leaving that on the table right but and, you're but, comparing it to the just wham bam thank you man right. of a dude it, kind of thing think of it like this like if you were searching for like on the table you said I'm mm -hmm. gonna use the chicken nugget analogy like if you're saying oh well my husband can have an orgasm in two minutes chicken nuggets about this time it takes to make some dino chicken nuggets right oh. and then you're looking around on your own table going where's my chicken nuggets where's my chicken nuggets when really right. you're after a filet mignon 
Right. You don't even want a chicken nugget. A bacon-wrapped filet mignon. <laughs> That's the only kind I eat. <laughs> uh, what, wait, that didn't sound right. It's the kind of filet mignon I eat. So you can take that and stick I it up I your filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. You're looking for your husband's pleasure cycle to be a representation of yours almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you aren't saying that to us, but that's kind of what we're reading into it. And so what I would encourage you to do is take him, his, his map out of the equation and just worry about finding your filet mignon. Mm-hmm. Your and you got to put, you got to put yourself out there. Literally. Like I remember in, here's my filet. <laughs> no, when I was taking a bunch of sexuality classes, I think of course, Tina was talking about it or something like, and this is like a, a class based on just sexuality, right? We're talking about men and women and stuff right. like that. And, or maybe you said it or something, but like one of the, Tina was telling a story of some workshop she went to. I don't know. I'm like butchering the story, but it was literally the woman had a, had a mirror on the floor and she was looking at herself kind of thing. That's a thing. That's yeah, it's a thing. It's like, oh, and I'm like, oh man, I guess that would really be kind of feel vulnerable if you if if the first time you're hearing about that is on a show you're gonna be like what the hell imagine that you're okay <laughs> this is not really weird please are if you you're fixing a, to go there somewhere i'm I have fixing no idea. to go somewhere funny okay. imagine that your wiener didn't work at all like a, a man's wiener does but somewhere up can't imagine un- that because i'd be dead up under your nutsack the pleasure center was somewhere up there and you had to find it and but you couldn't see it and you mm-hmm. certainly couldn't like you wouldn't be like hey partner <laughs> Come look up under here for this. When you push it, push some spots, see if something happens. Right. How would you feel about that? Would you like that? Well, that's kind of like just jumping right into it. Yes. Yes. No, I would not like it's that. It's not. I mean, it's not very far off. Right. Majority of, I mean, there's, man, you start listening to Jordan Peterson books and you'll rock your world with what you think about all this stuff. It is mind boggling. Really? Yes. Like How so? Give me an example. Like he talks about like, the um, even like the genitals of a woman are hidden. And so it's like this treasure and how it, how it plays out in like different cultures and their artwork. And it's, it's all true and it's amazing. And yeah. like, you're like, Oh, everything is galactic and aliens it and it turns into aliens. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I don't, I think that this is, Oh, I know another thing I was going to say is that she's saying in this one, it feels vulnerable and embarrassing when you have no idea what you're doing. And then to ask your husband to participate, that is mm-hmm. like, terrible right or you know feels super uncomfortable but hold on wait 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 so in that what i would say is again your husband isn't going to have a clue what he should do or shouldn't do or you what you like or what you don't like so don't start there because they're gonna if your husband has seen pornography is going to think that that's what he should do right so that's one of the biggest factors in all of this that men think pornography is like real and it's not um it is definitely not true to what women want Again, mm-hmm. unless your wife loves that stuff and is like, yeah, that's what I want. Assume that it's wrong and she doesn't want that because that's typically what's happening. Um, and so, yeah, Assume you got to steer your ship, lady. You said something confusing. Assume that it's wrong and that she doesn't want that? Yes, assume that what you saw in pornography is wrong to... It's, it's inaccurate. Well, I'm not even saying in porn or anything, but I'm just saying like if, if your wife or your partner's like, yeah, that feels connecting and pleasurable. That's, you no, shouldn't, that's it, not what I meant. Okay. I, w- I was saying if you're a husband and so if you're asking your husband to pleasure you, please you, but their own, your husband's only reference frame of reference is porn, mm-hmm. he will do the wrong thing because it, it is not in pornography what women typically want. Got it. It's not, 
you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I want to go back to the last thing that she said there. Um, let's see. This takes boldness and can be very outside my comfort zone. Let me tell you, sister, and I'm not claiming to know about female sexuality because I don't have a clit, right? But I will tell you this. All growth comes in discomfort, mm-hmm. right? You looked at me weird because I said clit. I just thought was, you do. You have a, a glance. Homologs. You do have a clitoris. No, I don't. You have a glance. You have a homolog. We're a homologous. Oh, boy. Homologous. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. All the growth comes in the discomfort. That's where we grow. So push yourself a little bit in this area, and it will pay off. Okay. This lady says she feels self-conscious. Even when I was five foot eight inches and 120 pounds in college and had my perfect pre-baby body, I didn't look like they did on TV and definitely not like in porn. One look at me would would just take me right out of the mood. Uh, hu- husband has never said anything negative about my looks ever, but it's still there. Also worrying about not doing it correctly. He also never said this. Others have in the past though. So mm-hmm. this, so this is a lot of comparison is the comparison of and assumption. So even mm-hmm. if you hadn't said something, mm-hmm. say that I had a twenty thousand dollar a year job. Mm-hmm. That's all I had, right? And I was just like, oh my gosh, she hates me. She doesn't say this. And I don't oh, know mm-hmm. that, you know, but you never, mm-hmm. never once said, I wish you'd go make 30,000 like, mm-hmm. you know, um, Dexter over here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's my own stuff. Now, as a therapist, I want to be like, I'm, I'm understanding. I'm trying to be empathetic about this. However, really question and push back on those false thoughts. Those are false thinking. If mm-hmm. you never said a damn thing about my $20,000 a year job mm-hmm. and it was all in my head, then it is up to me because right. I know I, I'm the only one who knows what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, hey, Melanie, I've been struggling with this. I have a $20,000 a year job. Do you still love me? Do you think I'm a good husband? Do you think I'm a good dad? All this stuff. And, and or does it, it impact how you see me? Or does it impact mm-hmm. how you see me? You might say, I love you no matter what. And mm-hmm. that's not the thing or this or that mm-hmm. or whatever. Even I've, I've struggled with that. I make way more than 20K. But you know that sign that's in our bedroom? What does it say? Love, love you, you now. Th- say it. Loved you then. Love you now. Something will. Um, love you then. No. Love you now. Always have. Always will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, love you now. Love Damn you it. then, always will. <laughs> so it's it's something like, hey, I love you. It's from then. Hobby Lobby. I love you then. I love you now. Always have, and I always still will, or something <laughs> like that. And like you got that. And I don't know if you really thought about it, or if you're like, oh, that's just a cool saying. I'll get it, or whatever. But I think it was more than that because you're special. Why are you rolling your eyes? I just of I course just it was more than that. So when I read that, it's on it's in our bedroom. I'm like, that is reassuring and helps me with my own self doubts. You know, I just wish you could remember what the quote. I know is. you can't either. So we're both at fault. But that's a reflection on my things. It's you like know? love you then, love you still, always have, always will. There you go. I think. And that to me is like. Wow. Like un- I bought that after you like lost your mind one time. So they lost I, my mind. Yes. You got very mad. And that actually mm-hmm. has a large significance in my life of why I bought that. Thank you. You're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think one of the things that's really cool to say in this one where she's saying uh, is con- comparison is the thief of joy. But again, you have a spouse who doesn't sound like he has ever said anything unkind about your body. Or, Says it in this. Uh, yeah, or about 
how you're, you know, physically showing up and mm -hmm. whatever. So you have a partner, it sounds like, that you could say, hey, man, I really do struggle with this. Is Talk there, about if, it. can mm -hmm. you support me in this? Are, like, you can ask for the reassurance and the support and the love and the help and the attunement that you didn't have or that you feel like you're missing. And that's really, really cool. That's one of my favorite parts about like when your marriage is healthy, you mm -hmm. can ask the, these things of your partner. And if you've got a good, loving, caring spouse, they'll say, yeah, and then they'll help you, which plus, is awesome. Plus a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm -hmm. So you're carrying this as like, oh, I'm ugly or, you know, right. baby body or whatever. Which is you're not carrying ugly. That, yeah, it's not ugly at all. You're carrying that. But if you share it, then guess what? It's halved. You shared yeah. it with somebody. Mm -hmm. And hopefully... Sounds like your husband's a great dude, mm -hmm. kind of like me. Um, <laughs> Continue. <laughs> He'll listen to it and yeah. go, oh, I did not think that. I think you're so beautiful or this or that or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I yes, want to read the that. next one. So it says, I go think for, for me, it's definitely asking for what I want or mm. responding when my husband asks. Also, when I don't speak up and let my husband assume things instead of telling him how things actually felt. So then it makes it harder to speak up the next time, but I'm naturally less likely to speak up for myself. This is a really, really big deal. Mm -hmm. Um I hear this a lot where there is... Now, I'm going to say something, men, if you're listening to this and you have watched something in pornography and then you go tell your wife that you want to try it, you are a dipshit unless your wife likes porn because you are setting her up for, for failure. Wait, I just said four up twice. For? You're setting her up for failure. Mm -hmm. She wasn't the original person that you saw doing that act. You will always... She will always have that person in her mind, even if she has never seen the person she will be like, he's comparing me to her. And then the next set of questions out of her mind is, well, has that lady had any kids? Does that lady have any stretch marks? Does that lady, whatever. So right out of the gate, if you saw something in porn that you're saying, hey, I want to try this thing, you're never going to have a happy wife unless, again, she likes porn and some women do. Some wives like it. So I'm I'm reading it a little bit deaf. I, but I'm, I'm just caveating starting with that because it is... Uh, when my husband asks for something, I'm just covering that base. Ah, so I know that okay. that's not exactly what she meant. But also, hold on. So then, uh, but I do know that there are things that men have seen in pornography or that they want to try. I'm going to use, I'm going to throw out a word here, anal sex. There it is. I said it. Um, a lot the of first time we've talked about women that on the show. talk about that their husbands want them to try to do that. And then, and it's this exact scenario. So when I don't speak up and let my husband assume things instead of telling him how things actually felt. So that's a, and I'm not saying that that's what this person was requested. It's not written in there, mm -hmm. but I'm using that as an example. So things like that or oral sex, mm -hmm. like there's, there are things that are physically uncomfortable for women to do. Some women, some women do not like them. And then their husband asks for it. And the woman not wanting to be like, uh, you know, stick in the mud, uh, acquiesces to the request mm -hmm to her own discomfort, but doesn't say anything because it'll kill the mood and her husband might get pissy. Right. So then it makes the husband think, oh, she loved that. Mm -hmm. She wants to do that again. Mm -hmm. And so it's this really bad cycle uh, that literally like closes women down. It makes them like uh, fearful of sex. If they're, I mean, it does. It's like a body keeps the score thing. Right. Like you're getting physically injured during sex. Right. Well, yeah, that, that's, don't do that. Right. So, what you're saying ties back to the basically first thing that she says. I think for me, it's definitely asking for what I want. Mm -hmm. So this, but you, that's you, hold on, hold on, she says hold on. we're responding when my husband you, asks. You could have asked. So I could take this response and go, hey, and the main question be, hey, ladies, what restaurants do you like to go to? Mm -hmm. Hey, what do you like to do for fun? 
You can say, well, man, that's a good question. What do I like to do for fun or what kind of cuisine do I like to eat? Well, I think for me, it's definitely asking for what I want or responding when my husband has asked. He's, I, I, I want to go to Burger King, but mm-hmm. I know you love McDonald's, so I'm just going to burger, not go to Burger King kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know what I'm saying? So the main thing that I am picking up from this is, I mean, she starts it off with exactly, like she open ends and then bookends. I think for me, it's definitely asking for what I want. And then the very last sentence, but I am naturally less likely to speak up for myself. So there's the thing. I don't think, well, I don't want to assume anything, but are you less likely to speak up for yourself in things that aren't sexual, right? Money, kids, mm-hmm. job, career, home, uh, restaurants, vacations. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would focus on in this. What does it look like for you, lady, speaking up for yourself in a, in a kind way? Because there's no, there's no reason that you can't. Guess what? Melanie will speak up for herself if you don't. So there's no reason that you can't. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that thing that I say all the time. It's like, okay, if you don't do it, somebody else will. Melanie will definitely do it, mm-hmm. right? Your friends will definitely do it. So are they way better than you? Are they better trained or any of this? No, not at all. So I want to empower you and encourage you. There's no reason that you can't. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I, I like this thing. Or when you guys are having sex and something felt gooder than something else. Better. Better. Say, hey, do that do that thing again mm-hmm. or whatnot. Right. And then let that evolve. And I want thing. to put it into the language of empowering. Like that is a very empowering st- place to be in and i mean i've been there like you're doing a thing and i'm like oh that feels really good do that longer do that more don't change the position yet or whatever Mm -hmm. and that is empowering and hold on don't i think we should make this a two-part series yeah because there's like a thousand more questions yeah so uh, so but i want to i want to wrap this one up Mm -hmm. and then we can uh go do the next one next week but so i i want to really encourage you that speaking up for what you want and what feels good to you is empowering to you because then you get more of what you want and what feels good. But also it's helpful for your husband, unless your husband's like really bad. Like if you say, I want to do this, he's like, I'm not doing that then, which I know some people are like that. So I'm hoping your husband's not like that. He's no, not like a like... two-year-old baby. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the hope is that, or the thought though, is if you can clearly communicate what you desire, it gives your husband a map to better know what to do. And he's not going to go wandering off and do something you don't want because he's busy doing things you do want. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. And so, and actually, how would you feel if I was like, hey, I don't know. What do you want to do for sex? Like, I don't know. Versus like, hey, I want to do this thing. What's the difference between the two scenarios? Confidence is hella sexy. (laughs) That's hella sexy. Uh, So. Oh, sorry. Hecka. So. But what is it? How does it help you showing up for that as well? Is it helpful for your partner to know what they want? Think about it this way. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Now, now how should I think about it? <laughs> think about it this way. If you, like, say that you're on, oh, man, there's so many scenarios. So, well, I mean, I'll just use a restaurant one again. Like, yeah, it's, a restaurant. there's if nothing you, if you dumber came, than going right. to a restaurant and being like, what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? No, not no, even no. what do you want. It's like, Hey, where do you want to go? I don't know. Or if you came to me and said, Hey, I would love to go to uh, Lucky Star Chinese today. Yes. It's my you know, favorite. Like, Lucky like, Chopsticks. And you said, Please, can we go? Please let me. And you were like, I just touching need me that oolong tea. I just need that fried rice. That's right. What would I say? I'll be like, Oh, no, that's boring. I'd be like, all right, I can get in the mood for that. Unless it was like, well, we went there last night. So maybe I'd go not. to Lucky Chopsticks twice. I know you would. But the point is, if you, it all, it has a lot to do about. 
emotion and enthusiasm and energy around it. Like no one hates, I mean, everybody hates, <laughs> like they don't hate them, but it's annoying as hell people being indecisive yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? What feels good? Well, does that feel good? I can't tell because you're just right. laying there. Yeah, think about it. I mean, like, let's expand that concept let's like, out. Let's, let's get on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you want something mm-hmm. and it's not ridiculous, you know, like, like we were talking about this morning, like I want to go to Disney World, you know, every, every day, every, yeah. every week. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's crazy. I'll go like once or twice a year, but get real, Seth. You know? <laughs> get real. Kind of thing. <clears throat> and this also comes from Jordan Peterson. Say what you want, literally say what you want, and then have a real conversation about it. Hey, Melanie, like if I if I came to you, and because we can we have great conversations, mm-hmm. mostly of which are on the podcast, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. If I said, Melanie, I actually want to have sex three or four times a week. Like I'm doing everything else, but that is just something that I really want to do. It's so important, and I'll foreplay and do all this stuff and I will make you want to have sex with me kind of thing and I was like really enthusiastic about it. I would love to see it. you try that if you if you were like do you know I that will... husbands listening just lost their brain right now if you They'd said be like, what <laughs> you just said you would have sex three to four times a week if they you... would quit their jobs <laughs> fire everybody and drive 180 miles an hour home right now fire everybody <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Uh, I think that's a funny concept. Like I have yet to know what that looks like, but I would love to find out. I'll lay that bacon on you three times a week if you show up and fix the fucking fence. Get the fence fixed, and I'll have sex with you. Everything's ringing now. <laughs> I know the cords in our thing. Just hurt all of our feelings, listeners. Good. What did you oh, just say? You said all that of our we... feelings, listeners. You guys know what I meant. Uh, but anyway, the point is, confidence is sexy in either way, in anything. Hey, Melanie, listen, I just found this thing. It's a Groupon coupon, and we can go to the, the, the I don't know, somewhere crazy. Costa Rica. For, Costa Rica for $100. I swear, I'll do all this stuff. Do you want to do it? Right. I'm setting it up. Right. Do you, are, you, are you in? Or if, like, if I came, like, hey, I, I found this thing, and I know you don't want to, and I don't, know, I don't know if we can. I don't know if it'll work out, and I don't know if the kid's going to get off of school. And I don't know if I should, but do you want to? You're like, what? <laughs> I what? know, it's the Come worst on, like, ever. bring some energy, dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and this is tied to law of attraction, like getting shit well, done. And Hold me, on, getting oh. goals done. It's like, if you tie a high emotional, energetic vibration to something, then it like has a thousand times more possibility of coming true. You understand right. what I'm saying? Right. Yes. Sorry. I thought so, you were talking more. Well, kind of. I could, but I don't want to belabor it, I guess. But well, no, I want to say, I, well, what I was writing down actually goes right along with that. So imagine husbands that, okay, I'm going to frame this by saying we're assuming that you're in a healthy place and a reasonable place in your marriage. Like you have fairly regular sex. You're nice to each other. No one's a douchewazee, all of that. If you're in that place, but you still are like, man, I struggle with intimacy. I struggle with telling my husband what I want. Here's a good way that you could do this without it feeling so scary in the moment. And it would do a lot of great things. And I would like to know your thoughts on this. Okay. What if I wrote you a letter? Let's say like I get up earlier than you sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I'll get up earlier than you. And what if I was like, you know, I know like 
how about this? What if we started scheduling sex so that we knew that like the days that we're going to have sex and blah, blah, blah. And it's mm-hmm. easier with childcare and all you those mean, things. You're writing this letter to me, but I'm right. No, no, that's like a given in the scenario is that we have scheduled sex on a certain day, but I felt uncomfortable. No, 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 no. Stop derailing what I'm saying. So if I was like, Ooh, I feel uncomfortable. What it <laughs> like in the moment, um, feeling uncomfortable to tell you when, when we're actually together, what I want. But what if uh-huh. I wrote you a letter the, the morning before or like the evening before yeah. and was like, hey, I really want to uh, be with you tonight. I would love to have sex in A, B, and C fashion. Like, I really like it when you're behind me. And so you're going to say that in a letter? It would. Okay, this is me saying, is that more comfortable for you? And here's oh. the, it has dual purposes or truel, triple purposes, triple purpose. Try purpose. Try purpose. <laughs> Try wizard blend. Uh, so <laughs> so we call our beans the Try Wizard Blend, which is really funny. Because <laughs> it's beans. Anyway, so if so you say you say what you want. You actually request the type of intimacy, the type of sexual act that you want to give or receive. That would you could push your own boundaries and say, "Oh, I know you like this thing, so maybe I will do this." And then also, it will get you in the mood to have to write that down as sexy for yourself and it's sexy for your spouse, and then it helps give you a roadmap when you get into the sack. You have a sack map. <laughs> a letter like that would just destroy every man in, in a the good best way. way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if you struggle with saying the words out loud, which a lot of this is like socially, I was told I am not supposed to do this. It would be like you as a man being like, yeah, just go into the street and start doing this to guys. Do that. See what happens. Huh? Yeah? Bring it. You're like Hattie right I now. Know. Huh? So like, I, oh, you want to go? Yeah. You want to go, son? You want to go, son? Our kids okay, how about constantly. this? What, how about this? I'm going to flip the script. Ladies. Lay. What if your man, your husband, wrote you a letter and said, hey, I've been thinking a lot about this and I really want to... Like, I don't think it would work the same the on. other way. I'm not done. Oh, okay, sorry. And I really want to talk more about my feelings because I know it's important and I know that I've been neglecting that side of me and I know this feels weird. It's definitely not like usually culturally acceptable and I definitely didn't grow up this way, but I just really want to have like non-sexual conversation with you. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Would you be like... Oh, that's weird. That's pushing me in a No, I think you could write it in a way that's maybe a little bit more clear and inviting. Like, Mm -hmm. I would love to sit and talk about your hopes and dreams or let's sit and talk about, like, your favorite thing today. Right. Like, conversations, like Q&A. If I wrote you a letter like that, very eloquently, Mm -hmm. and gave it to you in the morning, would that set you up for, like, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I feel so emotionally connected. Yeah. Let me... I'm going to... This is an insight into my brain. So, last night, we saw... um, the Lost City. It was really good. I loved it. Did you love it? I loved it. You didn't like it very much. It okay. So there are parts in it. I don't know. think I'm spoiling anything, but if you haven't seen it and want to see it, don't listen. But there are parts when the guy, I can't even remember his name. Um, Alan was his Channing Tatum's yes. character's name was Alan. Like his real name was Alan in the movie. Uh, not his character name. Okay. In the movie. okay. Yes. Go. <laughs> so he is like in love with her. Mm-hmm. Right. But he just talk like he basically just talks about how great she is at things all the time. Right. Like you can write this and you can do that. And he's like really encouraging. And when I was watching, my heart was just like sinking. I was like, I would give anything for Seth to talk to me that way. What? I'm actually gonna cry about oh, it. Oh, I'm so sad. Because it you don't do that with me. Like 
I fixed the fence. I changed my own, like the light in the car, which is little silly things. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that's why I was so quiet when we were driving home. I was like, Mm. God, Seth never does that. Like when I try things, he laughs at me. I thought that I, I thought that I did do that, but now I know to do it more. So like you laugh at me when I try Mm. new things and it makes me just like not want to do them. Mm. And like in the movie, and I mean, I was really seriously like, oh my right. God, I just saw it like, hit something for what you. I want, what I want. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know, that just makes me think like if we can't, I don't know how important it is to communicate these things because it's very important. So now I know. So thank you for doing that in front of all of our friends. I'm serious. Thank you for that. Because now I know that I have a, a I mean, I have a pretty good roadmap because you tell me these things, but now I have an increased GPS to know that. And all sat nav is turned on. My sat nav is turned on. So thank you. I apologize that I haven't been doing that while thinking that I was doing it to some degree. But now I know how much more important that is to you. And a lot of people may like like be on your end, like, whoa, it's too late now. So I don't want you to hear that kind of thing. Like I'm telling you, like, shit. You just gave me way more insight into into how to love you better. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not too little too late, right? But no. a lot of times couples do that. I, don't, I could easily have made... Oh, there's tissues right there. I could easily have said that it's too little too late with my... <laughs> you're trying to reach the tissues. That was funny. Thank Got them. Um, and so I, I guess I really want to drive the point home mm-hmm. that without a clear guide of what you want to see, whether that's in intimacy or just hanging out. And I mean, this whole, this, this moment came up because you were like, well, what if I wrote a letter the other way and said, I just wanted to talk like Mm -hmm. that to me would be like, so life giving. Mm -hmm. Right. But at the same exact time, without a guide, without like, what do we want to talk about? What do we want to do? How Mm -hmm. do we want to treat each other? How do we want to love each other? We are just fumbling around in the dark. Mm -hmm. Like, most of us have no idea how to do this stuff. And so kind of, I mean, this feels slightly unrelated, but kind of wrapping it back around, I'm trying to do the same exact thing actually with clients of ours and even with our children, like find an example Mm -hmm. from a movie. Now, this is me saying this to you, even as it pertains to intimacy, ladies, men, both of you find someone, some energy Mm -hmm. and, and strive to a character Mm -hmm. energy, like, the character energy of Alan in the movie is he's just so, he just like loves her mm-hmm. and he puts up with her and she's not nice to him for like the majority of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, he just loves her and you can tell, and he's trying really hard and he's like being like goofy, but he's still just always trying to love her. And so like, there's that energy where I go, that's what I want. Like I want someone like that mm. who says good job, even if you trip and like smash something or you, totally screw up they Mm -hmm. still say good job they don't laugh at you right and so even in the sexual energy like find and i don't mean a visual i don't mean like body (laughs) visual Mm -hmm. i mean like an energy of like i want to feel really confident like a beyonce Mm -hmm. i want to feel like beyonce feels when i'm in the bedroom i want to feel like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. how, how else would you i mean it's helpful to have a target to aim for right in the how you feel when it comes to sex and intimacy, not mm-hmm. just how you look or anything. Right. Well, remember what I was saying, it's the energetic emotion around it too. Like if like people don't like other people when, well, it's difficult to like be around indecisive people a whole lot, right? right. It's like, oh my gosh, nobody knows. It's like sometimes when I go back home, everybody's like looking at each other to like 
It puts who's the, the yeah. guide? Who who yeah. can I follow here? Oh, there's nobody. And it's like, uh, I'm gonna make them matter, make them it's like boldly go, hey, I like this and this and this. I would love to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, this feels good because I freaking know if it feels good or not. Mm-hmm. I know if I if it doesn't feel good. So hey, I care about this relationship enough. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah. I care about this relationship enough to tell you, hey, when you touch me way up there. <laughs> <laughs> That that hurt. Yeah. That didn't feel good. It doesn't mean we have to stop having sex and like you're a terrible in the sack. It means don't do that again because, uh, the, you know, the equation connection and pleasure mm-hmm. is like, oh, that's not pleasurable right. kind of thing. Right. right? Oh, and I'll kill the mood or do this or do that. Mm-hmm. No, you care about the relationship enough to do that. And you can even say that as a caveat, like, hey, I love you. And I actually care about our sex life enough because it's really important to me mm-hmm. that when you did that thing, it hurt. So mm-hmm. let's not do that again. Whatever it was, right. touching here, squeezing that, whatever. <laughs> and I have said that to you at times. Like, like, don't do that. It actually hurts. Like right. certain positions. And then again, with women, like times of the month are different. Like there's a million different, I mean, being pregnant, that's right. one. Like your body is like shifting around inside and it can sometimes... The thing that felt good one day feels really terrible the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, and, I feel like a filet mignon, but not, I don't know, two weeks from now. Right. I might not. Right. You Doesn't might feel like you, a Sonic does. ice cream. Well, maybe not that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've only eaten the Sonic once. But, right. um, I, and I do want to say, like Seth was saying, it's deciding that these things are important enough to have a conversation as awkward as what we just had, you know, like crying about a movie. That's awkward, but guess what is it's it going to do? Yeah, it's, help- yeah, it's very it's helpful. helpful. And uh, Helpful. <laughs> and uh, so I think that that's something to really, if I can do it right now, you just watched me do this, and this is the beginning of more conversations to come for mm-hmm. us about these things. If I can do it, you can do it. And if it's writing a letter, mm-hmm. if that works, write the letter. It's really, really important. And I use... If I can give her a hug in response and not get all weird and bitchy, right. like... Well, I thought I was doing a lot of this stuff. Oh, you don't think I'm a good husband? Like, I actually thought that I was doing that. Okay. Am I going to be weird and butthurt and go and, and like try to explain why I am doing that and she should feel differently? But obviously, I wasn't doing it enough, so much so that like the emotionality of it made her cry. Why would I argue with that? Mm-hmm. I'm not an idiot. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have argued and you've argued too and stuff like that. Right. And right. then that's where, like, okay, I just got super vulnerable crying. And most people don't cry on a podcast with thousands of people, right? Uh, so it's easier to cry off camera, right? Um, what was I saying with that? Geez, that was good, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> then, like, uh, I, if you can do it, other people can do it. It's like, okay, if you can't do it at home, in the bedroom, or in the mm-hmm. kitchen, in front of your husband or wife, other people can do it, i.e., perfect example, right? Mm-hmm. When your wife cries and you're not going to be the one to, like, hug her and get a tissue then I'll do it kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what? We'll have more sex and way better sex and more fun and more adventure and mm-hmm. more awesomeness. Right. Because and I- we're, because, and I'm not saying that in a braggy way. It's just like the equation. It's like, oh, can you get vulnerable? Can you get real? Can you handle conflict and talk about stuff and actually say, hey, that feels good. Would you touch that? Don't touch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So just like this example, guess what? I am going to be able to love her better now and find out what one of her core needs are. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, to be validated, to be appreciated, to be like seen and be like, most ladies can't do that. You can. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's, I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I think you're literally so amazing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm true. I'm really saying that. Like, 
A lot of people can't do that. So why wouldn't that formula be like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Sex, adventures, vacations, hmm. right. creating and, stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, I think what's important to note here as well is that I know that the the short amount of discomfort that I would feel in exposing that truth to Seth, the payoff is uh, almost uh, incalculable. I cannot calculate how that will pay off positively in our marriage moving forward. Um, and if you can fix these things within your intimate and sexual relationship, mm -hmm. it will transfer over into other areas. There'll be more honesty, more truth, more clarity, more kindness in all other areas. Way more areas than just interpersonal. Mm -hmm. Family, kids, mm -hmm. like intrapersonal, like right. your even the your relationship you have with yourself, like you'll it. it oh well, it all starts there. Don't mm -hmm. even get me started on that. It all starts there. It starts here mm -hmm. with you, and then comes here, right. and then guess where it goes? It goes to our family, right? So looking at it from that lens, mm -hmm. the initial discomfort oh. is the price that you pay for the reward of the of healing and health and wellness on the other side, right? Like the, if, the you price, wanna, if you want to. If you want a freaking frappuccino, you'll fork out eight bucks for some bullshit that costs you two to make it home. But anyway, the, the cost of your new life is your old one. Mm -hmm. I'm fixing to do a coaching commercial right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> if all of this sounds good, oh, I wish I could have that and that and that and that and that and that and that a hundred times over. Wish, 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 wish your life away. Now it's years later and you don't have it because you didn't do anything Too about it. Too bad for me. Too bad for you. Wasn't in the car. Guess what? A lot of people are you going to have it. You make your own you make your own deck. It's in your cards and you, you make put your it own deck. in your hand. Ah, so email us, get on the phone call, get on the phone call with us. Let's have a conversation about coaching. Like if you want these things, we do individual coaching, coaching, we do couples coaching, but not for the baby ass pansies, right? You, you put in the money, you put in the effort, you put in the time and it works. Okay. So go to coaching, uh, e email coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com or hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. We'll get on the phone, see if it's right for you, and just do exploring with you, right? Oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. Well, let's bust out, bust the hell out of those blocks that you've had forever that are keeping you stuck and this and that and that and whatever and all excuses. Coaching is a place where excuses go to die. Kicking and screaming, they come here. What was it? Cody used to have a thing. Our old coach used to do the thing where he was shooting birds at his problems. And I was like, that is actually the post he did. And mm -hmm. I was like, I want him as my coach. Yeah. It was him shooting a bird. At your excuses. And he was like, this is what I think about all your excuses. And I was like, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dude. Right. So thank you so much. Thank you, Melanie. I do think you're awesome. I believe you're awesome in this heart of mine for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for showing up, Timothy. Are, are we shaking very yes, like non-passionately? Thank you. I love you too. Thank you. So, guys, thank you. If you want more of this, it's been all over the place. Go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage and also email us hello at anatomyofmarriage.com mm -hmm. to see if coaching will help your and life. We're well, continue, I know it will. Yeah. It's just if, if you decide to do it or not. We're going to continue yeah. this actual episode in Patreon as well. So, we're right. going to do because we didn't get through all of the questions and there's some really good ones. Um, mm -hmm. Really good ones that I want All to right. cover. So thank you for writing in. And um, if you have a question, you can send it in to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com and get it answered on the show. Boom. All right. All right. Love, Love you guys. Love you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reba Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. <laughs>